Hey, Jay Calloway here, pastor of The Gate, and I want to welcome you to the Crowd Decor Weekly Podcast, where you can learn to walk in faith, favor, and a future that is out of this world. Our prayer for you today is that you will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name as you continue in this adventure from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Hope you enjoy the message. But we started out with this whole idea of the X Factor. Now, I don't know about you, but I have been, uh, I believe that there is always something about someone when they're filled with the Spirit of God, just like you, as a child of God. There's, this, there's just something about it. Now, there's this show on TV that is a kind of a talent show, and it's called The X Factor. It used to, I think it's still going on right now, but it was basically, it was this whole thing about that there's something unique about a person that gives them just this just something special about it. What what is that X factor? That 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 just that special thing that they have that makes them unique. Well, I believe that there is an X factor in our in our area of gratitude, and and what makes a person what makes a person grateful. You know, there is this idea that we're walking into on this Thanksgiving season, this harvest season. This time that we, we are about giving thanks and kind of taking it out from ourselves and going out into, out into, the, into the world, whatever it might be. And there is something that makes, that makes gratitude something special. There is something there, an X factor. It is this idea of generosity. It's the idea of giving. The Bible says this is that when you give, it will be given back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Is that when you give, you open up the windows of heaven. There is a passage of scripture in the Bible that I want you to um, begin to look at and, and kind of get a, a picture of. And it's found in Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter, and verse 18. And this is going to be our key verse as we walk through this next few weeks and talking about the X factor of gratitude. And it says there, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. In other words, God's saying there is something that, it, that gives you, there is an X factor, there is something there that just gives you the capacity, the ability to produce a wealth inside of you. Now we'll get to that idea of wealth in just a, in a few moments and in, in the coming weeks, but I wanna give you what this X factor is and that X factor is generosity. You know, it's never said that we're gonna go celebrate thanks taking. Have you ever thought about that? We don't, we don't take thanks, we give thanks. We always say to our children when we're teaching them to be polite, when we're teaching them to be in that place that of something that's done for them, we always say, now, Bobby, say thank you. Susie, say thank you. If somebody gives them something, we always want to give thanks. In other words, when, we are, when somebody is generous with us, we automatically go back with gratitude. There's a couple of reasons why. Is because gratitude is something that is that is crucial to the ability of being a child of God. If we're going to be, if we're going to uh, have gratitude in our life, 
there's going to have to be a generosity. There's going to have to be that, that ability and that understanding that we want a harvest. But the only way to get a harvest, the only way to get a wealth, the only way to see our life be prosperous is to first give away. It's first to get out and to take, not take, but to produce, to go out, not be, not to always consume everything we have, but take a portion of what we have and give it, give of our time, give of our money, give of our talents, give of, give of our, um, a, a simple smile, whatever it might be. And God is saying to each one of us today, the X factor of your gratitude is generosity. If you're not generous, you won't be thankful. There won't be a gratefulness in you because you will take in all of these things. And as a child of God, we're called to walk with him and talk with him. We're called to, to have faith in him and simply to walk in a place of generosity. So say it with me like you mean it and believe it today. Today, I am a child of God. I have faith to move mountains, favor from the King of Kings and a future that is out of this world. My foundation is the word of God. My walk is sure. My talk is confident. My attitude is like Christ. Today I will hear the word of God. Today I will do the will of God. Today I will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you believe it? Praise God. Turn to somebody next to you, give them a high five and say, I believe it for you too. Hey, if you're by yourself, you're just watching this, maybe somebody shared this post, take and share it with them and say, listen, I'm believing for great things in your life as well as you are a child of God. Or maybe they're not one yet and you want to just present the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a great, great post to share with them and say, I'm believing for great things. So what is the key to this idea of generosity? What's the key to being able to produce wealth? What's the key to being able to produce that? We talked about it being generous, but the reality is this. Generosity only comes when you remember, when you give credit. You see, the Bible is very clear in this. He says, remember the Lord your God. In other words, there is this ability for us to remember, to recall, to bring to mind. It is this idea that we are to mention. Oh, I tell you all that. I tell people all the time. You need to continually mention the things of God. Talk with them about with your children. Bring up the times where maybe you were, uh, weren't walking through life very strong. You weren't like walking. There was a weakness in your life. But God. I remember the, 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 the power about David when he wrote the 23rd Psalm. He goes, even though I walk through the valley of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. He's talking about some of the biggest things in life and he remembers God. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. What is he doing? He's remembering God. He's remembering what God has done for him. He's provided for him. He is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. I must tell you, some, a, a few weeks ago, I was really struggling in my own spirit. And I was telling God, we need some provision. We need provision for the church. And we need provision for this or for that. I need some people to pick up. And, and I remember naming some people and saying, God, talk to them. And, and I was naming situations that we needed for some provision. And finally, God said something to me that I want to give to you. And I believe this is a word from the Lord. He says, quit putting a name on Jira or on quit putting a name on Jira. 
And I thought to myself for a moment, and I said, what, God? And he goes, Put, quit putting a name or a face on Jireh, for I am Jehovah Jireh. You talk to me about provision. Don't start bringing in all these other people that they're the provider, or that situation is a provider, or, or this if this person shows up, or if that person does something. Can I tell you, your wife, or your husband, or that father, or that mother, or that situation is not your provider. You need to remember the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's His name, Jehovah Jireh. It's not, it, it's not Jim Jireh. It's not Jay Jireh. It's not Vicky Jireh. Vicky's not my provider. God is my provider for my marriage. If I look at Vicky, there's going to be days where maybe she doesn't have anything else. You see, the Bible is very clear in this that we need to remember God, Jehovah Jireh. The disciples were walking one day to the temple and they saw a lame man over there and he's going alms, alms, meaning give me some money. I need some money. Those were in their days where there, the government wasn't taking care of the of the sick and the lame. They was on their own and they had to be beggars and they were out there begging for their food. They were begging for money. And Peter and John, as they were walking to the temple, they looked at this man and he said, they said there, he goes, alms, give me some alms. And they looked at him and said, silver and gold have I none. But what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus. What he says there is, I remember the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I remember Jehovah Jireh. He's your provider. I, my pockets are empty. And even if your pockets are full, sometimes we want to look at our money as our provision. We want to look at our job as our provision. We want to look at our marriage or we look at our children or our position. We look at it, look, hear me, you know, here I am. I can do this all on my own. And he's saying, no. If you want to have a prosperous life, if you want to have wealth beyond measure, you want to have good health, you want to have financial blessings, you want to have a group of people around you that is going to support you, remember the Lord your God. Call out on Him. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give to you. And can I sell you today? I give to you. You might sit back going like, I need healing. I need to take that medicine. I need to take this. No, what you need is you need to call on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You need to call on Jehovah Jireh. You don't need to call on wife Jireh. You don't need to call on husband Jireh. You don't need to call on kid Jireh or career Jireh. No, his first name is Jehovah. That's his proper name. That is who we're talking about today. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is the Almighty, Almighty Creator of all things. He is, the, he is the author of man's first breath and he's the author and finisher of your faith. He is the King that is above all kings and he is the Lord above all lords. He is the strong tower that we run into. Too many times that we want to remember the provision of the past. We want to remember how things were of the past but can I tell you, God says, I want you not to remember those things. I find it very interesting that in one minute he says, remember. And in another passage of scripture in Isaiah 43, he tells us not to. The very same word that he uses in, in, in the passage of scripture in Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter, to bring in a prosperity of our lives. He says, remember. But then in Isaiah 43, in verse 18, he says, don't remember. He says there in, in that passage of scripture, he says, don't remember these things. And we th I think to myself, what do you mean, don't remember? 
He goes, don't call to mind that word remember the things of the past. Don't ponder, which means try to discern or understand or keep considering the things of the past, the former things. What have you lost in life? What have you lost recently? Many of us have walked through a season of loss in many different ways, in many different situations. The pandemic has caused loss of career, loss of finances. The last 18 months has caused loss of, uh, of the way that we've done things. It was, we, we yearn for the things that, the way it used to be. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people just say, oh, I just wanted to go back to the way it was. But God is saying this, Quit pondering the things of the way it was. Quit looking to the things of the past. Don't call to mind those things. Don't ponder those things. Quit trying to understand the way things are. Quit trying to give an understanding of those. Quit trying to teach the way that the old things were. Because behold, I'm doing a new thing. Are you ready for it? Are you ready to do it? You see, what happens is, is we try to mentally separate those things from the past to what's happening now. We want to separate that out and just go back to what it was. And the reason is because it's easier back there. We don't have to fight so many ways. It's interesting. The children of Israel, when they, were, when they got released from their slavery, when they were released from that bondage of Egypt, they went into the wilderness and for 40 years, they walked around in the wilderness. And finally, when they got through that entire generation, that they were walking in circles through that time, they went into the promised land. And many think that once you get into the promised land, it's all great. It's all wonderful. We've got land of milk and honey. Things are flowing. We're producing. We've got crops. We've got everything going on. And it's amazing. But in the reality of the thing, what happened was, is that there were more battles there were over double the amount of battles in the promised land than there were in the, in the wilderness. There were more battles in the, in, 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 than there were in Egypt. For 400 years, they were in slavery with zero battles. They just had to wake up and be told what they were to do. But they were in slavery. They were in bondage. But they still, had to, they still were willing, able and willing to, to work. They could just go in there. They were fed, maybe not the best food, but they were, they were in bondage. You see, a lot of times what happens in our life, we get so used to the bondages of our life. We get so used to the things of our life that we just want to go back to that. Once we get set free, once we get delivered, once we, our heart gets full, we're like, this is awesome, this is great. But then we've got to take responsibility for that. We want to walk in that freedom. We want to walk in those ways. It's just like the children of Israel. They got out of their bondage, but they walked into the wilderness. And then they started going on and they started murmuring and complaining. And they started saying, we want to just go back to Egypt. When we were in Egypt, at least we had a roof over our heads. We were just told we had a job to do, even though it was slavery, even though it was bondage, even though that they were shackled and they were less than human in many cases. They so wanted it. Why? Because there were no battles. There was no one trying to destroy them. In fact, the land that they were in was wanting to upgird them, wanting to keep them strong because they were the slave labor. What would happen if you realize that the bondage you're in, just they want to keep you going simply because you're the labor? Simply because you're, you, you just keep it going and keep it going and keep it going. But my friend, can I tell you, that is not a life to live in bondage. 
The Bible says he who the Son sets free is free indeed. And he's got deliverance for you. He's got freedom for you. You just have to remember the Lord. Not remember the past. Not remember those the way it used to be. Not remember that old thing. It was one moment in time where they just go, we want to go back to Egypt. We just want to remember. And they were remembering all the things that they lost, even the things they didn't have. In one passage of scripture, it says there that they go, at least even in Egypt, we had leeks, meaning onions, meaning a spicy. It was flavorful. It was, there was life there. there were, but as slaves, they were never even allowed to eat leeks. That was considered food for freemen. That was considered food for royalty. They were even reworking. They were rewriting history so it made it sound better. Can I just tell you, sometimes we get walking in our freedom. We get walking in the new. We get walking in those things. If we don't remember the Lord, but we remember the former things, and we just hang around those that are always talking about the way it used to be. I just want the good old days. I want the pre-pandemic days. I want to go back to the way it was. Can I tell you? I don't want to go back to 50, 100 years ago. There wasn't any air conditioning. There wasn't, there wasn't, you know, I've got seat warmers in my car. I don't want to go back to when there were no seat warmers in my car. It's a wonderful life. But too many times we look back and we want to go back. Why? Because it's easier back then. We think it was easier back then because there's no battles. But then in the wilderness, they begin to complain and, and, and gripe in the wilderness because they wanted to go back. But I want you to think about this for a moment. They finally made it through that 40 years. They finally made it the, the previous generation that knew all about the place of the times of Egypt and, and all those. They passed away. They died. And then all of a sudden, they walk into the promised land. But that's when it got hard. That's when it's begun to take on. And a lot of times, the reason why we want to go back to the way it was is because we find out that the right path is on is not the easy path. One man said it this way, I must be on the right path because it, ju it just stopped getting easy. Think about this. In 400 years, zero battles in Egypt. In 40 years, only six battles in the wilderness. But in five years, they battled 13 battles. They had 13 battles to conquer the promised land, but they conquered it in five years. Could it possibly be that you're sitting back here today and you're wanting that you're sitting back and you're sitting there going, I just remember what it used to be. I wonder what it was like and I want that because it was easy. None of us would say that. We would never say, oh, I just want it because it's easy. No, but the reality is, is he wants you to remember him because he's the one that's going to remind you that he took you out of that, out of that bondage. He took you out of that slavery. He brought deliverance in your life. And yes, there might be some battles to face, but the battle is the Lord's. He says, just remember me. It's my battle. You're not going to fight the battle. You need to start remembering me and quit remembering what they said about you. You need to remember me and quit remembering the past and the failed marriage that you went through, the failed finances you went through. You need to start remembering me and not remember the doctor's report. Oh, can I tell you, you start remembering the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, not because he's going to heal you, but just simply because who he is. He is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. He's going to provide exactly what you need. He's going to provide that, but without remembering him, there is no ability to produce. 
Without remembering him, you will constantly be drawn back into the past. You will constantly be drawn back to the people of the past. You'll be drawn back to the relationships of the past. You will be brought, drawn back to the brokenness. You'll be drawn back to the, to the slavery. You'll be drawn back to the bondage. The reason why so many times it's hard to break addiction is not simply because you can't break the addiction. You've got the power in you. The Bible literally says there that you have the power to produce wealth. That word wealth literally means to bring a force, a power, a, a force that will bring a breaking. You've got it in you to break that addiction. The simple re reality is, is you're not remembering the Lord. He's the one that gave you the power. It's not on your own might. The Bible says there it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by my spirit says the Lord. You need to remember that. Every single time that there is this tendency to want to go back to what it was, this tendency to go back, you need to quit remembering what that was and you start need to remember that the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. And you need to be, start going and saying, listen, I'm pondering on the Lord. Joshua was told, be strong and courageous. Joshua chapter 6, or chapter 1 and verse 6, be strong in the Lord and be courageous in Him. Every time you open your mouth, may the word fill your mouth. Meditate on the word of the Lord. Think on these things, the Apostle Paul writes in Philippians. Think on these things. And when he lists out all the things, it's the character of God. It's what's noble and pure and excellent and right. And he brings it all down. Have this fruit inside of you. This is the word of God for you, my friend. Can I tell you, he's calling you today. To remember the Lord. The X factor of gratitude is remembering the Lord. The X factor of gratitude is the generosity of giving Him the credit. Not taking the credit for yourself. The Bible is very clear on this. Be careful when you think that you've accomplished things. Be careful when you think that you already have, you, you've just arrived. Because Paul says it this way, not that I have arrived or that, not that I have made anything because I am continually giving of myself. Today, as we walk through this time, as we walk through this season of generosity or this season of gratitude and the thanksgiving, we walk through the season of wanting a harvest in our lives and wanting a wealth inside of us, a wealth of, of knowledge, a wealth of experience, a wealth of finance, a wealth of strength and health. Can we just always remember that the only way that comes is by being generous and giving credit to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, always acknowledging Him, always mentioning Him, saying, it's not by my power, it's not by my might, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord that's giving me this. Well, I just want to pray with you today, and I want to call out to you and challenge you today to say, you know what, I'm going to give my life to God. I'm going to give my all to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I want to call out on Him and I want to spend my entire life by simply giving him all that I have, all of my, all my, my time, all my finances, all my, all my giftings, everything that he has given me. And the reality and the reason is, is because he covenanted with us and he simply says, remember the Lord for it is he who gives you, he who gives you the time, he who gives you the finance. He who gives you the giftings. Just remember him. Don't take the credit for yourself. 
Give it to him. And the best way to do that is right now, right here and right now, is to simply say, Lord Jesus, you are the King of kings. I know that you are the Son of God, that God raised you from the dead. And I believe that. I confess it. I proclaim it today. So I want to invite you to pray with that with me today. Would you just pray with me? You want to just bow your head and be, and maybe before you do, if you're just walk, if you're in a, in a hub uh, and you're thinking we're going to have a prayer in just a moment, but maybe you're just by yourself and you're just sitting there and just type in the chat, remember the Lord, remember the Lord, remember the Lord, remember the Lord. We'll know what you mean there is that you are just going to create a light and, and go in the future and say, you know what? It's no longer remember me. What about me? It's no longer remember the past or remember what they said about me or remember what I've lost or anything else. But no, I'm going to remember the Lord for it is he is the one that gives and gives and gives and never quits giving. So pray this with me, would you? All over this place, everyone. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are the God who gives us the power to produce all that you have for us. I pray today that you would be the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords of my life. I declare, I, pro I, I proclaim, I confess, and I believe that you are the Son of God and that God raised you from the dead. And today, I ask that you become my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, listen, if you prayed that prayer, we believe that you, are the, you just became a child of the Most High God, that he has flooded your soul with all that you need, all the giftings you need, everything you need to produce an incredible, incredible life a wealth beyond your wildest imaginations in, in, in health, in, uh, in relationships, in finance, all that you can possibly, that you might be a force for the kingdom of God. I just believe that for you today. And today I want to just bless you. If you would just stretch your hand out toward me and let me just bless you today. Today I bless you. I bless you in your finances, your families, and your friendships. I bless you in your families that your marriages would be blessed and would be a lighthouse to all around you in your neighborhood and in your families. I bless you and your children that they would be blessed to the thousandth generation as you raise them in the ways that, the, that they should go in the, according to the word of God. I bless you and your finances that you would have more than enough to pay your bills, pay them on time, and that you would have more than enough to be generous beyond measure toward the kingdom of God. I bless you now in your friendships that you would be the head and not the tail the top and not the bottom, and that you would be an influencer in this world and not be influenced by it. I bless you now that you go and be a blessing in Jesus' name. God bless you guys. Vicki and I, we're praying for you. We're believing that God has a great, great uh, season ahead of you, double portion in all of these things. I thank you for showing up and being right with us with blessings. Have a great, great day. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Crowd Decor Podcast. We believe this message has inspired you, convicted and challenged and changed you in Jesus' name. And we invite you to partner with us as we reach out and continue to reach out with the message of moving from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ to all of those around you and around the world. And we ask that you visit thegateonline.net slash giving to be a part of this incredible outreach to reaching those for Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate you. And may you have a great, great day.